0: All been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars but we won't we're slowly learning that fact and we're very very pissed off well everybody in case you haven't figured it out uh based on Um, The title of this episode, it is true. I got fired. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, all right, so um, I don't think I really got fired. What I think is they hired me. Oh, by the way, all the songs that we're going to be doing today are, are about you know getting fired or working or whatever. So, this is Ben Folds uh, with uh, Fired off of Rock in the Suburbs. And so, what I think really happened was they didn't have anything for me to do. And I think I'd, I don't know, I don't know how they could be so bad at forecasting. Maybe you know, because when I started there, it was December and you know they were like hey you know we don't have a lot to do it's end of the year people have already spent their budgets and i was like yeah i know that's great it's perfect i'll come in here you know i'll learn the ropes i'll 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 see how the systems work and then i'll uh you know and then i'll you know a couple of weeks from now it'll be january and then i'll have all this stuff to do and then i'll already know the system and how it works and everything i thought this is great so then January comes, still nothing to do, February comes, nothing to do, and then halfway through February, they what I think happened was they looked around and said, well, business is not picking up, we still have nothing for him to do, so... Let's just get rid of him, but let's make up this bullshit reason so we don't have to pay him anything and we don't have to give him a month's... Because in the contract it says, you must give either a month's notice or a month's pay. And, you know, why, why wouldn't you... Uh, just, you know, why wouldn't you give him the month's notice? Unless you thought he was going to be destructive and, and, you know, ruin something or, you know, sabotage something. Why wouldn't you do it? Because you, at the very least, you're getting a month of him working, him meaning me. And so, um, so I think they made up this bullshit reason because I was already costing them money. And they were like, well, we don't want him, him costing us any dime more than he has to. So, they, that's just, so So. now, I'll, let's make it worse. So, previously to this, two weeks before, um, I, there were two women there who really didn't respect that much. Unfortunately, they were both on my team, and one of them was my boss. Um, mostly I didn't respect my boss just because she talked a lot and didn't really have anything to say, didn't, wasn't able to say, I I, I don't know what this is or no, I don't know. And that always bothers me. Like if I ask you a direct question, do you know what this is? It's okay to say no. You know, if you don't know, you don't know. This isn't, this isn't a quiz, right? This isn't an audition or a interview. You don't know, you don't know. It's fine. Just had to let that little motherfucker in there for you. So, uh... And then the other person was this chick who... If she was in her 20s, it would make sense, but it's not. She's in her early 30s, and she kind of talks like a valley girl, and her QA skills are not very good, and... And so... She does the trainings, right? And so I would that was one of the things I was really excited to do was because I really like to do the trainings and and you know to onboard new third party agency developers on like how our system works. And I just love that, like, you know, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, my mom's a teacher, my dad now works with the elderly to teach them computers, like, it's just. It's in our DNA. We just like, you know, teaching and imparting information. And we think that we, I certainly, I feel like I understand a system and can explain it in a way somehow better than other people who just like, you know, when I was at uh, MediaPlex and um, they were training me, they would just go be like, click here, click here, click here. There was never any explanation of like, why are you doing this? By the way, here's the world's saddest song about getting fired off the exact same album it's called Fred Jones Part 2 and it's about a dude who has worked at a newspaper for 30 years and then they fire him I love that line life barrels on like a runaway train I love that line life barrels on like a runaway train and it's so true because it's like you know, this poor old guy is getting fired, but to everybody else at the paper, they still got a job and they still got to show up tomorrow. And it's sad that this guy's gone, but ultimately he will be forgotten very, very quickly. And and he's or in this song, he's there's a guy standing behind him who's going to replace him. They're basically getting rid of him because he's old. Which is age discrimination. You can't really do that, but you hear all the time about people talking about being forced into retirement. anyway. So um, I was all set to do this training, and this uh, woman in her 30s uh, was, you know telling me how to do, the, you know, this is what the client wants, this is what we should show them. And I said, "Great." And uh, so she said, "You know, if you could make an ad, that has that, that's what we need. I said, great. So then um, we, so then I had an ad that I had been building that had all kinds of stuff. It had like six different things in it that it did that were features of our system and they only needed to see three. So I was trying to get this one part of the ad working that really wasn't and I couldn't figure out why. And so I went to this woman and I said, well, this, I don't understand why this isn't working. You know, I did this and this. And she was like, wait a minute. Is this the ad that you're going to show them? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, that has six things in it. I told you just three. And I said, yeah. I thought minimum of those three things, but I didn't think putting more in it would be a problem. Because, you know, I I understand sort of where she's coming from. A lot of times if you overload a client with something, um, their eyes glaze over. But I find that's usually with code, right? Like if you show somebody, you know, reams and reams of code on how to integrate your whatever, and it's more than they need, then they just glaze over and they're just like, you know, because it's overwhelming. Ooh, lover boy, everybody's working for the weekend. A little 80s there for you. And but this isn't that, you know. This there is almost no code involved in this. It's all uh, drag and drop components that you drag into your ad that you know talks to our servers. It it couldn't be simpler, and it couldn't be less overwhelming, which is a good thing of this system. And hey, here's the thing: there's six things in here. They were only interested in three. Maybe those other three things. We'll give them some ideas or, or show them that we are more than just these three things. So she started getting up my ass about, you know, you can't do this. You've got to make a whole new ad. And I was like, okay, first of all, I don't agree with you. I think it's a really, I mean, let's let's tangent here for a second. I think her idea of doing it is absolutely terrible because um, you, you need, when you go into a demo right? You need something that is rock solid, right? You need something that you know works exactly as it should 100% of the time. The code is perfect. Presentationally, it's perfect. Like, this is your one chance at a first impression. You have to do it right. And so to recreate ads every single time, it's, you know, especially in a limited time frame, that was the thing. It's like we had, I don't know, two and a half hours to get this together. And that's, okay, you know, it's not nothing, but it seems like you're inviting disaster for no good reason. You need to go in there with something rock solid. What, What really they should do is just take the sample files off the website and just open them up and say like, okay, this is how this component works. Shut it down, open up another one. This is how this component works. That's the way I used to do it at my old job. And um, it's so weird. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a bad idea. In theory, though, I could see where she's coming from, even though I think it's wrong. But she's like, you need to make this ad. You need to make this ad. And I was like, well, look... I would have made that ad if it was two and a half hours ago. It's not. Now we're down to an hour. I'm not comfortable presenting something that I'm going to throw together in an hour. So let's just go with this and that'll be fine. And then she found an older ad or maybe she made one, I don't know. But she was like, okay, well, I've got an ad that I can use. I'll just do the demo. Now, mind you, <laughs> I, I'm saying all of this very nice and calmly and casually, but that was not the case uh, at work. I mean, there was no yelling, but certainly raised tones and very angry tones. And then, of course, she pulled out the magic gem of, well, if there's any question in the future, you should just ask first. Well, in my mind, there was no question. I was thought it was pretty, pretty clear what you had asked, but... Uh, at you suck at expressing yourself, so there's that. So uh, fast forward two weeks when I get hauled into this meeting where they fire me. Ah, uh, it was so it was so tragic too. It was just like you see in the TV in the TVA. That's right, I'm 800 years old in the TV, um When you go and the day is just going great right like you get off the train and then you're just like hey you know what you know what hit the spot right now i'm gonna get a breakfast sandwich that's gonna be awesome and then i went upstairs and i dropped off my stuff and i went to uh the hot sales girls and i was like where is there a good breakfast sandwich place around here and one of the girls was like uh well i'm gluten free so i don't know and i looked at her and i was like Yeah, but you understand the concept of a breakfast sandwich in a place that might sell such a thing, right? Here's a little Tom Waits for you. So... I, you know, I go downstairs. I get to this breakfast sandwich place. It's exactly where I, you know, they said it would be. It's exactly what they said, what they thought it was. There was nobody in line. I get my thing. I'm going back up to work. I get upstairs, and then uh, this guy's like, "Oh, hey, you know, uh, your boss lady. She was looking for you. She's in that conference room." I was like, "Okay." I walk in, and just immediately, you know, it's like record scratch. Things are bad. And she's got this woman from HR on the line. And she says, um, I believe... Uh, I, uh, You know, your employment is being terminated because I believe you cannot take direction from other team members. Now, I don't want to get all... Um, Oh, who's that guy, that, that, that comic that read his court transcripts on stage? Lenny Bruce. I don't want to get all Lenny Bruce on you and read my court transcripts and bore the hell out of you, but that's just not true. I mean, I've got other instances where I, you know, people said like, hey, can you do this and can you do it this way? And I was like, great. Again, there was no warning. Nobody spoke to me about this. There, it was just, you're fired. And that's why I think this is absolute bullshit. Because, I mean, it is such a thing where if, if, if they really did think this was a problem, you know, it's not, it's not the kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know, we've seen you do this and you suck. I mean, it's sort of, I mean, it's almost like a thing, like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Because I, because here's one of the weird things. About these two companies, the the previous company and the one that I just got fired from, they are amazingly polar opposite, and it's it's so weird to me that you can be so one way or the other. Like there's just seems like there's no middle road, and so uh, for instance, punch the microphone. For instance, um, oh, a little Donna Summer. She works hard for the money, and you'd better treat her right, because uh, she's just a nice person. She works real hard, so you you should, yeah, that'd be a good idea. But uh, the, but it's so weird that they are just, you know, the the dark side and the light side, or whatever polar extremes you can think of. So the my old job was just steeped. In management, there was just layers and process upon process upon process, to the point where I was like, "I want to introduce this thing," um, you know, because it was a, a new initiative that I wanted to to start doing. And then I was told that there was an initiatives review. And so I had to apply, my, you know, I had to submit my initiative and then have it be reviewed by this other group of people. And then they would do this and this. And I was just like, uh, and then of course it wound up getting killed because it was too similar to or another initiative that was always already going on. And um, I was like, I don't, I, the thing that drove me crazy was. I knew the person who was working on the other initiative and I knew that they weren't gonna do it I know that they that was not of their focus it wasn't what they were interested in they probably had it put on some review or something and they, they were never gonna do it and yet for me I'm like yeah okay that's understandable that these things are similar but I will actually get this done and that person will not but Hey, steeped in process. You know, she did hers first. We're going to go with hers because she was first. Never mind the fact that it will never get done. That irrelevant. And then you go the other way to this company I just got fired from, and they are the total opposite. They run that shit like a startup, even though it's not. It's been around for several years. But it's like nobody even knew who their managers were. I remember the guy who sat next to me, who did kind of a, a slightly different job. He was like, uh, I, I said, uh, you know, I w- we would get, I would be on these email lists, uh, and I, you know, other people and other offices and all this stuff. And I would say like, oh, who's that guy? And I remember the guy who sat next to me looked at it and he went, um, Yeah, if I, I guess the. Person, I would say, who's closest as, to being like my manager, it, is that guy. And I was like, you know, and that was the same thing with me. Like, uh, the only, the only managerial things that the my manager did was fire me and approve my vacation days. That's it. That's all she did. Uh, there was no one-on-ones. There was no meetings. There was no discussions of what are you working on. Uh, there, you know, nothing. And it's, and, and it's weird. The the other thing about that job uh, that I got fired from, which is so maddening, is that it, it's so loosey-goosey over there that people just proclaim themselves experts. Oh, I'm the expert. I've been doing this for blah, blah, blah. So you should listen to me, which is what happened with me, with the conflict between me and the other person. She had done a lot of trainings. So she just, I'm the expert, and you should listen to me. Uh, you will listen to me. That was more the tone, um, and but there was no no ability for my voice to be heard, right? So, a I thought this woman was a dummy, and B, um, what if I had another idea? What if I had another idea that was different than hers? There's no managerial person because this. The other crazy thing is this other. The, we both have the same quote unquote manager, and and yet. I think this is a Frank Zappa song. I don't know. I had work in the title, so I just picked it. But there was nobody there to say like, "Okay, we need to have a ruling on this." You present your side. You present. I mean, I needed my my work to have a judge, John Hodgman, but they don't do that because we're a startup. We're we we bring we provide free snacks, and you know you can. Uh, you know uh, we'll we'll buy you drinks uh, but uh, we're not going to have any managers cuz uh, we're not going to try and keep you down man you can do whatever you want it's like that, that you need to have somebody there who's got a good head on their shoulders that says we are doing it this way it's called leadership right this is how things get done so it's really interesting though because I've had no communication with those people since they fired me. I even contacted HR at one point, and I was like, hey, I don't understand. Um, I, I seem to have lost the letter that talked about me getting fired and never heard anything from her. Um, I, I I did send them a really nasty letter. After, not nasty. It was actually not nasty at all. It was a I don't understand what happened letter. And what I thought at the time was the, the chick who I got in an argument with she said hey man either it's him or me but really what I think it was it was money just it's the only thing that makes sense um so anyway well anyway that's that's me getting fired I do have a couple other things I want to talk about so you know recently we had the whole controversy over the the dress whether the dress is blue and black or white and gold Really interesting, though, that I just learned is like 75% of the people see the dress as white and gold, even though, in reality, the dress is blue and black. And the fact that so many people see it a different way. There was one doctor who was quoted uh, as saying like, "Um, I thought I was gonna cure blindness, but nah, screw it, I think I'm gonna go study this thing instead. And uh, here's little Sam Cook working in a coal mine. So, um, so what's re- what I find most interesting, though, is how uh, not a lot, but there have been some people who really hate. This dress controversy They're like Shut up Make it go away To me this is One of the most Fascinating things I've ever seen Like I witnessed it With Miriam Where I was like I just I had the picture On an, on my, my Galaxy tablet And I showed it to her And I was like Okay what color is this dress And she said White and gold And I said Nope no, it's blue and black. I see it as blue and black. Some people see it as white and gold. And she thought, honestly, I was screwing with her. She was like, I don't, I don't understand um, how it could be. The the one theory that I I read that is really interesting to me is that um, the the light that was you know beaming down on it um, was kind of a bluish light, like, you know, sort of like a fluorescent light does, has kind of like a bluish hue to it, and that people's brains were trying to, um, uh, recalibrate the image based on, uh, on the information, and they, because it was a bluish light, they were, your brain was saying like, oh, there's no way that could be blue. It's actually gotta be white. And so I'll recalibrate what I am seeing for that. Holy cow, man, that's amazing. That's just so crazy. And, and there was one story I read where a guy actually printed out the picture cause he thought, oh, maybe my screen is fucking with me. And he took it around to people. Nope, same problem, same thing. I don't know. I don't get it. But I thought it was neat. And to have everybody be like, shut up. This is dumb. I hate this. You're out of your mind. This is fascinating. Okay, so we I went back to my old job just to have an after hours, not after hours, uh, uh, happy hour party because a couple other people were leaving. And a couple of episodes ago, I talked about the girl who almost got ran over by a drywall truck rather than talk to me, she was there. And, um, you know, she was leaving, and I had already left, and I said, oh, hey, you know, I always wanted to ask you about your tattoo because I felt, you know, I, I always felt it was, you know, it's always weird to ask people about tattoos that you work with just because it seems public yet private but I didn't want to do that. So, so I took this opportunity to ask her. And I said, so what's the deal with it? It's, you know, it's a, it's a big H. And I said, so is that, you know, just because of your last name? And she said, yeah, but, you know, there's a little bit more to it. And then she told me, I mean, with no reservation, she told me the story of her parents getting divorced And she's the oldest of three kids, and she was in college, and so she was already kind of away from them, and they were still in high school, and she was like, you know what, as a sign of solidarity, like, this family's not breaking up. I mean, yeah, our parents may not be together anymore. I may be in college, I'm away from home, but we are not breaking up. Let's go get tattoos. Let's go get tattoos. And you know, and she told me like, there's all this like extra meaning in the H, like subtle design choices about, you know, like half of the H has got like a serrated edge, you know, that's indicate like the cutting of the family. And I was just like, this is amazing. What I think is going on is, this person just hates small talk. And she has no problem talking about meaningful things, but she absolutely despises talking about the weather. And now we're friends on Facebook. And um, yeah, it was really weird. And it was interesting too, because after I had that conversation with her, I just engaged with a ton of small talk with everybody else, and I hated it. And I and I, I I mean, even those people that I I liked, I looked at them and I was just like, I don't know what to talk to you about. Like I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking it. Like I just felt like, like you know, it's like trying to drive down the road and you're looking for a place to turn off from small talk avenue onto interesting lane but of course you can't like you don't even know where the where to turn because it's not like you can be like so do you have any tattoos you know like do you have any great personal stories from your childhood you'd like to tell me you know just just there's just no way to do that i mean even you know even if i knew what they were uh i would still try but you don't know what they are. So it was it was a really it was an interesting revelation for me to be like, "Oh, right. This is this is what's going on with her. It's not that she hates me. It's not because, you know, of anything else. It's just had, you know, she just hates small talk." Um okay. Two more things. Um so okay, oh, uh, one thing I should talk about is the music in last uh, episodes, uh, the, the, the music of last episode, I originally was gonna do just you know music from like you know Garage Band or Audition or whatever, um, and then I realized that was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, this sucks. This is a lot of work. So then I just went through my music collection and, and found uh, a classical. Uh, Russian symphonies that I had, and then I just slapped that onto the back. So that's why it sounds so wildly different musically from the front to the back of that album, of that episode. Uh, And don't think, like, I did that amazing symphony in GarageBand, because I did not. Oh, so um, just recently, I listened to... um, uh, the, they released the 911 call that the guy did who got kidnapped by the Boston bombers and he ran in, he escaped from them, ran to a gas station, had the gas station guy call 911 while he hid in the back. And oh, here's a little ecstasy, XTC working overtime. I know it's a loose connection, but eh, I thought, why not? Anyway, so what's really interesting about it is uh, and it's not interesting. Look, I don't mean to make light of people getting kidnapped or the Boston bombings but it really was just a ridiculous situation when this guy runs into the gas station and then he tells the gas station guy call 911 and the guy who works at the gas station let's be honest his English was not great and so he's on He's on the phone with 911, and you—the fact that he was so blasé about the whole thing—is ridiculous. And he's just like, eh, "This guy, he came in, and he's—I mean, the guy. If you watch the—I'm not gonna play any of the, the call, but you gotta seek it out. I saw—I think I saw it on Huffington Post. The video is great, and the—and the guy who is escaping from his abductors is clearly rattled. He's, you know. Freaking out, and yet the guy who works at the gas station. is just like uh, it is two in the morning. I am so tired. It's just oh, really? You got abducted at gunpoint? Bleh. Anyway, so his English is not great, and he's on the phone with the 911 guy, and they can't understand each other. And so finally, the 911 guy, you can tell he's having a tough time, and and you can tell he's got the bright idea of, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll talk to the guy who got abducted who's in the back of the gas station. That'll help. That'll make all the sense. So then he gets that guy on the phone. That guy's English is even worse than the first guy's English. And so you're just like, the 911 guy's just like, oh, out of the frying pan, into the fire. What is going on here? The thing that that always bothers me about 911, um, uh, uh, operators is they don't ever tell you the cops are on their way. All they do is just keep asking you for more and more information. And it's like, for a person who is freaking out, what I need to know is that cops are coming. Not that we are going to get through through this battery of questions. And then once we're all done, then you send the cops. Because of course, I don't know how many questions you're gonna ask me. I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't call 911 every day. I know this is your job every day, but I, I don't know what the procedure is. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so um, just because we're talking about getting fired, um, well, I'll say that to last. Uh, one other thing that I don't think we've spoken about is the podcast Serial, which was a huge uh, PBS phenomenon um, where, uh, you know, they basically, you know, where This American Life does a piece about a, about a, you know, a thing from history or whatever, or just, you know, something about somebody's life, but they'll spend... 20, 30, maybe even sometimes if you're lucky, you'll get a whole hour dedicated to that one story. But what Serial did, for those of you who haven't heard it, um, it is 12 episodes about one story. So it's a essentially 12 hours of one case. And this is a bad idea, right? This is a real it's this is not the medium for this, right? Because with podcasts, you're frequently doing other things. You are commonly pausing, waiting hours and hours, possibly, before you unpause and start it up again. Um, usually you're doing something else, so you're not 100% focused on this podcast. And it's, it, And, you know, what's great about This American Life is they have a really great way of quickly summing up things that, you know, it's sort of like, well, we don't really have time to delve into the minutia of this. So, you know, in the Serial podcast, they were like, well, this call happened at this time. Oh, basically. And so I'm sorry, the one story that they're dealing with in Serial is, was this, this guy was uh, accused and sentenced to prison for the rest of his life. Did he do it? Boom. That's the thing. And so, um, there was the, the, so anyway, so there's this whole thing of like, well, this call happened at this time. And then this other call happened at this time, which contradicted what he said over here. And it's just like, every person I talk to about this, I would say like, oh, well, what about this detail? And they would be like, what? I didn't hear that. And then they would do the same thing to me. And I'd be like, I didn't hear that either. And it's just, it's the wrong, it's the wrong Uh, uh, medium for this type of investigative journalism. You know, This American Life, if they were doing that story in, you know, an hour or whatever, they would say like, you know, Ira. let me see if I can channel my inner Ira Glass. You know, there were a lot of times. No, wait, wait, that's not right. Let me do it again. There were a lot of phone calls made during a lot of different times. But there's one time that sticks out. You know, right? Like you're not you're not giving every single bit of time code in the universe. You're just boiling it down to like one thing, uh, and then you are calling out. You know, maybe an exceptional thing, but everything in that in that this American Life universe gets so short handed. But and it's good. That's what you need for a podcast, and then pull out the salient points, stick a flag at it, and say, "Look at that." So, um, so anyway, so. Um, that uh, I just thought, uh, they keep talking about doing a second season of Serial, which I think is a bad idea. Um, and also, it was funny ramping up to the end of the podcast. They were talking about, you know, what's the final episode going to be like? And it's weird. I, I feel like people were expecting something, right? Like, they were expecting this to be an episode of law and order, or, you know, some procedural where it just wraps up neatly at the end with some payoff. And, there, uh, you know, it's, there is some payoff at the end. Um, it is about what I expected, but I don't, I don't think it is what most people expected. I think most people expected, like, an answer, like, here it is, you know, he's guilty, he's innocent, whatever, there's something. And of course, they didn't get that. Um, oh, so finally, let's talk about uh, Alison Rosen getting fired from the Adam Carolla podcast. As soon as I got fired from my job, I instantly thought of Allison when she got fired, because uh, it had happened, like, I don't know, a few weeks beforehand. And it's really weird, because Adam Carolla never seemed like a guy who cared what people thought of him and uh, it 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 was weird because the reasons he gave as to why he fired her basically boiled down to um, I did a show on Spike, she never, you know, Allison never watched an episode, I uh, did a movie called The Hammer, she probably never watched that either, you know um, and there were all these things that were, well she didn't you know, do pay attention to these things that are outside of the podcast. Because he figures if he's doing it, then it's all fodder for the podcast. And there were a couple of other things that were outside of that. For the bulk, he gave like, you know, five or six reasons, and they were all kind of related to, she didn't care enough about my outside projects, which is a weird thing. But the thing that I found so interesting is that he kept referencing... Uh, Howard Stern and Robin Quiver's relationship, which is one in a million, right? Like, that's a rare thing that you're going to have a relationship like that. That's like finding, you know, your wife. Uh, and yet, Allison Rosen, one of the smartest, funniest people... In podcasting and radio, definitely the best comedy. What what Pete Holmes designated as a comedy sniper, where you just sit and lay back, and then when somebody says something, you just pow hit them. Um, oh, I should I should uh, pull this clip. Um, it's Allison Rosen on stage uh, with with Adam Carolla and Brad Williams. And Brad Williams is a little person. He's a stand-up comic, but he's also a little person. He used to do morning radio in San Francisco at Live 105, and he got he got fired. And, um, well, anyway, here's, here's why Allison is so amazing. Something happened to me at the airport today as I was oh, going through. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I... Because I am trying to get pregnant, I don't like to go through the metal detector just because I'm paranoid and I don't want to have a... Brad. So, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. An adorable, super strong baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, an yeah. incredible yeah. amount of display of strength. A and- successful stand-up comic as a yeah. child. A well-groomed beard with questionable shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap date, easy drunk. <laughs> and so, what's, what's great about that is... She's so funny, but it's so strange that Adam Carolla would say, oh, I'd rather fire you and find somebody who can suck my dick a little better and not, you know, like to me, I started the sentence all wrong, but I just like talking about sucking dick. Who doesn't? Uh, He, if it was me, I would have said, okay, you know what? Hey, Allison, I would have talked to her, first of all, but he's so conflict-avoidant, that never occurred. Just like my job. Uh, But they should have said, look, could you express more of an interest in these other outside projects? I know we're all busy, but this is something that I talk about on the podcast, so if you could watch it, that'd be great. That's what I would have done. And even if she said no... I still, she is so funny, and that to me is so much more important. The audience is going to care about that. And that's the really weird thing about all of this. Adam Carolla cared more about what his feelings, his thoughts, because that's really what it is. It's not about the content of the podcast. It's about, well, she didn't care, and she didn't suck my dick enough, and all of this, and then yet he is ejecting, one of the funniest people. He's never going to find anybody as funny as her. And the girl that they've got on there now, she's like the female Ryan Seacrest. Kind of boring, bland, laughs a lot, adds absolutely nothing to this show. She's the news girl. She reads the news just fine, but so do lots of people. So, I don't know, man. Uh, So I stopped listening because I'm just like, oh, and then I I found out that he broke up with her over email. He fired her over email. Jesus Christ, man. Talk about conflict avoidant. Holy crap. Okay. So, I have, uh, I've, I'm in my third round of job interviews with my, a new position that I am hoping to get. So, for me, from the music of Bright Brown, let's do this one more time. Till then!